Welcome back to Becoming Your Best Version. I am your host, Maria Leonard Olson. I am a civil litigation attorney in Washington, D.C. I'm also a podcaster, author, journalist, TEDx speaker, and mentor to women in long-term recovery. I use this platform to highlight the work and lives and messages of inspiring women whose paths have crossed mine. I love to share their messages of hope and inspiration with all of you, and I hope you'll be inspired too. I um, also hope that you'll go to my website, MariaLeonardOlson.com, and click the like on my TEDx talk and follow me on social media. I think you all know that doing so raises my message in the visibility algorithm. And that's what I'm trying to do with all these amazing women I interview on the Becoming Your Best Version podcast. Today, we have Ashley Tresseling, a personal chef who has shared her love of health and wellness through food for more than nine years. After living with multiple sclerosis for more than a decade, Ashley discovered the power of clean eating and knew she had to share it with her community. Her expertise has allowed her to educate all levels from ages four to 100 on the value of healthy, organic, seasonal food and its impact on overall health. As a host of Food for Life, a new show on E360 TV, Ashley captures the joy of food and how it is woven into our lives. She shares inspiring stories of wellness through food, tips, and tricks in the kitchen, and delicious recipes to help you in your own food healing journey. Ashley also is a regular guest on Mass Appeal, a local lifestyle talk show in Western Massachusetts. She's been featured on various media outlets, such as Pioneer Valley Communities and The Road Show, and has been a contributing writer for Business West and Healthcare News. Ashley is an educator for Greenfield Community College, where her courses are sellout successes. She is an active member of the community, running virtual workshops for local organizations, such as the Young Professional Society of Greater Springfield. The passion Ashley has for her craft is unparalleled, and her clients can attest to her enthusiasm and dedication. She believes that health starts from the inside out. You can follow Ashley on Instagram and Facebook, which you can see in the show notes, and go to her fantastic website, bellafoodie.net, also in the show notes. Welcome, Ashley. Thank you for having me, Maria. Well, you've had quite a journey, and I've been really lucky to meet you in person at the Her Story Circle Conference and hear more about your story. So first, let's start with you are one of the many people in our country who has been living with multiple sclerosis. When did you find out that you had that, and how has it impacted your life? Well, I was officially diagnosed at 21, but I showed signs of it earlier. It took a few years for them to diagnose me, and it was quite the journey. Impacted my life. It took a while to get the right meds, the right treatment, and find a job that fit me. I never really, the way my MS is, I never really found a traditional nine to five to work for me. 
So I decided to make my own job. <laughs> That's wonderful. And what was that? What was your first job and what has your work journey been like? Well, let's see. I had a few of them. I did substitute teaching at a preschool mm -hmm. and did after school for them. I love children, but I give a lot of credit to teachers that are all day with preschool children and trying to take care of them and things like that. Mm -hmm. It's not for me. I love teaching them how to cook. I love spending time with them. I love my nieces and nephews, but I don't think I'm cut out to be a full-time educator um, when it comes to teaching them all day. Um, I also worked in finance doing marketing for them, which everyone always laughs at me. If you actually know me, math is not one of my like priority <laughs> skills. I am grateful for my accountant in QuickBooks because that takes all the guesswork out of like my business stuff and my taxes and the whole deal. Because no one tells you when you start a business how much paperwork there really is. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Well, then you started Food for Life, a new yes. show. So let's hear more about that. What do you cover on your show? So I started Food for Life about a little over a year and a half ago. And we cover how food inspires people's health journeys or how food is part of our wellness journey. There's so many different versions of wellness in our life. Anything from Reiki to health conditions to people just having personal stories of interest and how food changed their life that it's really neat to see how wellness and food are so tied together not to mention it's so central to our traditions or mental well-being or just what we need every day that everyone looks at it differently and it's really nice to see all those perspectives Mm, definitely. I love that. Uh, who among us could not benefit from more healthy eating? I <laughs> really appreciate that. And you also, before we'll get back into that more, but mm -hmm. it's interesting. I didn't know until recently that you also taught a, in a community college. Tell us about what you teach to the young people there. Well, it is a course it's a workshop that anyone can take really um i have people that take like continuing education or anything like that i teach food as medicine like teaching people how to use food as more medicinal purposes to support and fuel our bodies i've also teaching workshops during the pandemic about like how to stock a really healthy pantry and how to substitute things and that was more centered on the needs that we had now and what's been going on. And honestly, I think that's a great skill to have anyways, to stock a healthy pantry and to be able to use that, especially for kids like coming out of college and in their early 20s. Those things are also cost-effective. Mm. And it's also really helpful for people that are learning to cook as well. Definitely, definitely. Were you always a healthy eater? Um, my family always did eat healthy, but it was more like everyone cooks. I find like what they learn from their parents. Yes. Like they do a, like a better version of what they learn from their parents or what's a family tradition. But my parents did good and I was never allowed like, you know, fruit roll-ups or like the o Oreos or 
every once in a while, like if I was really good, my mom would buy like an Oreo or something when I was like a kid, when I started asking, cause my friends had them, mm-hmm. but my parents always made my lunch and I was always really good. But as I got older, I was a figure skater growing up. So I started learning to be a little healthier then. And then I started getting sick and I started figuring out, okay, so how does food fit into this? Like, am I eating properly to make myself better? Can food even help me? And I just kind of started really focusing in on the stuff that I was putting into my body and really researching and learning from people and taking workshops. And now I just provide that service to my clients. I love that. And that's such a valuable service. And I have heard this term, but I don't really know what clean eating means. Well, clean eating means uh, like, you know, fruits, vegetables, not a lot, no processed foods, things like that. That's what it means to me. Other people have a different definition to be more like vegan from the earth. To me, it's less processed foods, less processed sugars, you know, less eating things that you really shouldn't be eating. Let's face it. We all know what we're not supposed to be eating. We all know that we're not supposed to overindulge in too many cookies or too many glasses of wine or, you know, eat cake every single day of our lives. We just need to keep more of a balance in our lives. Yes. Is it really possible to have no processed food? I don't know if it's possible. Um, Minimally processed, I guess, would be, you know, because like people still buy canned beans and things that are low sodium or, you know, box pasta, things like that. I guess that would be minimally processed food would be the best way to put that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think about it often when I am cooking. Uh, how can I use fewer processed materials in what I make? But it's not completely practical because we can't go get often, or many of us can't go get fresh produce every single day. Things go bad. Um, mm-hmm. We need to use sometimes butter in what we cook. And uh, anyway, I get what you're saying. Thank you for explaining that further. To I'm me. not opposed to butter. I promise you, I am not. I'm okay. not opposed to butter. I'm not opposed to eating, buying some cans of low sodium beans. Heck, I use them too when I'm really busy. But the thing is, is that there are ways to eliminate. I always tell my clients when they're looking at a label for something, if it sounds like it should be in a cleaning product, you <laughs> shouldn't probably be buying that product. Oh, that's a good, a good way of putting it. Thank you for that. Um, so can you share one or two of your tricks that you teach in the kitchen on your show? Yeah. I mean, you were saying about how being busy and you can't go out to buy produce. I always tell people to look into a CSA, which is like farm share boxes that you can get. And a lot of them will actually deliver them to your house when they have them going during farm season in your area. Or they have like a pickup point and you only have to do it once a week. So that way you don't have to worry about it. And they picked out all the produce for you. They took care of it. It's farm fresh and you don't have to worry about anything. Wow, that's a great idea. I I don't, I haven't done that before, but I'll definitely take another look into that. Thank you for that. I also tell people that prioritize, like everyone has a different budget. Prioritize yeah. what you want to spend your money on. I always tell them that the freezer section is a good place. 
People Ooh. don't realize that our freezer is not a bad place. I promise you it is not. Yeah. That organic frozen veggies are picked at the peak of season, flash frozen, and put in the freezer. And if you can't afford to have the fresh stuff, or if you want a strawberry in January, I live in New England, like strawberries in January, you cut those things open, they're going to be white and they're going to be more expensive. Mm. But if you want them for your smoothie, it's a great place. And oftentimes, if you look when there's sales, fill up your freezer. Mm. What a great idea. Yeah, I will do that. And uh, I do use frozen produce. Um and it really does prove to be economical and easy to to use those things. So I appreciate that. So you personally have been on a food healing journey. Can you tell mm -hmm. us about that? So for me, it was about how do I make the stuff that my family eats as Italians and Italian Americans that I can't eat anymore because Dairy and cheese cause super amounts of inflammation in your body. Um, I'm gluten sensitive, so I am not eating pasta the same way I eat gluten-free pasta or like a lentil, chickpea kind of pasta, things like that, that are good for you, mm -hmm. a little better for you. So I had to like reinvent them or add more veggies or just take some time to find ways to make stuff better and more nutritious for me. Not that the food my family makes isn't nutritious. It just has more things in it that I wouldn't eat and that I can't eat now. So right. I found everything I like, desserts included, and I just kind of changed them and turned them on their head to did a 180. I love that. So it isn't like we have to completely change everything all at once in order to be healthy. We can yeah. start with awareness and and make take small steps in the right direction. I always tell my clients as far as changing things, we always step when they start like a three month program with me, I always tell them we'll start with like snacks and breakfast. And once we master stuff you like for that, we move on. Because if you make a radical change in your life and you change everything all at once, it's not gonna stick and it's not gonna be helpful to you. And you're just going to be miserable. <laughs> Do you believe in supplements also? I believe in there are some very useful supplements in dietary aids. I don't believe that we need them if we don't want them. But there are things like probiotics and vitamins and um, adaptogens that are wonderful things or collagen to put in our smoothies. They are wonderful things to add into your daily health routine. But that's something to talk to your doctor about too, because if you're on medication, some of that stuff does interact. So always talk to a medical professional before you decide to do that. Well, that's really good advice. Really good advice. And I love how you talk about the joy of food. Mm -hmm. So it's not just, uh, it's multifaceted. And can you explain a little more about how you find the joy in food? Well, I have fun just playing in the kitchen and cooking. And I mean, yeah, we all have those nights where we're rushing through to get dinner on the table and we want to get, you know, 20 loads of laundry in and get everything done before we go to bed. But food is joyful. I mean, my house is not very big 
And every time we have a party, no matter what I do, I could put food trays all throughout the house and outside. No matter where it is, people follow me into the kitchen with the food. They follow me. They want to be where the food is. Because, you know, it's an act of love cooking for someone. Yeah. And you share the joy that you made this and you want to make people happy with it. You want them to enjoy it, right? Yes, definitely. So it is joyful. It is fun. And I find that even meal prepping can be a meditative thing Hmm. if you focus on it the right way. If you spend an hour meal prepping for yourself, put on a podcast you like or music you like, dance around your kitchen, you know, do that and take it as like some, do it for what it is. It's self-care for you and your family. Beautiful. And you work with individuals and businesses in in Bella Foodie. So tell us, what do you do on an individual basis and for corporations? So I have clients that I cook for weekly and I help prepare healthy meals for them. Or I have clients that I have that are in a three-month program that I'm helping them remake their eating habits and teaching them how to cook in a better way with some tips and tricks and menus. As far as companies, I've done some influencer work with them. I've also done some education. I teach cooking classes with local organizations like the Boys and Girls Club and Girls Inc. Um, I do a lot of things. I try to stay busy and I try to spread the word any way I can. It's beautiful. I love that. Can you share one of your recipes in general terms? Like what, what is your go-to or your current favorite? Um, my current favorite, do you want a baking recipe or a real recipe? Like a real recipe. All right. My current favorite is I, the Italian in me will never give up pasta in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. So I am obsessed with no bake pasta recipes. Oh, I've never heard of that. How do you how do you do that? So basically, you're not boiling water, you're not doing anything. You're either putting them in a pot with enough liquid and sauce and covering them and letting them simmer and the vegetables, the pasta, everything cooks through and then you have a dish. So you don't have to wreck any more pans. They're in one pot or you can put them in the casserole and stick them in the oven and then all you have to do is like stir it once and you have dinner. Nice. So I do that a lot lately. I have ones where I use pesto or some of my homemade tomato sauce and just throw in a bunch of veggies. I've done fresh tomatoes, olives, artichokes, and some feta and some spaghetti with a little bit of stock and some wine. Covered it, stuck it in the oven. It came out so good. Wow. Wow. Well, I I do share your belief that food can be medicine medicinal and medicinal. And I talked to you a little bit about this when we first met. Mm-hmm. Someone very close to me has received a recent multiple sclerosis um, diagnosis and seems to be a little bit hesitant to get care for it. Maybe there's some denial there. Can you share some resources or some ways of dealing with this significant change in one's life when you get diagnosed? Well, depending on who you are and what kind of person you are, it there is like kind of like a grieving process 
people are grieving what they thought their life was, or maybe there's stuff in the past where they were misdiagnosed. And now they're like, oh my God, if I knew this before, I things could have been so different in my life. Or what's my life going to look like going forward? So there's an adjustment period. Plus there's also time of like trying to figure out what do I do with treatment? Do I want to do this? Do I want to go further? But the best place to start is with whatever neurologists you've been referred to. Um, here in New England, we have several different MS clinics that we go to and be treated for. Um, she can look into trials that are going on, depending on what kind of MS she has. A lot of people don't realize there's four different kinds of MS. Mm, yeah, so it all depends on what she has. Or you can go straight to the MS Society and they have a lot of resources and you can look up resources in your area, anything from nutrition, exercise, trials, doctors, and it can give you some guidance. Yes. Thank you for that. That's so important. And I guess since I do have a sweet tooth, I am going to ask you to mm -hmm. share your favorite recipe in the baking realm. Well, I have a lot of baking recipes on my website, on my blog. I also have a lot for spring since Easter is coming up and everyone wants to bake. Mm -hmm. But the easiest one I would say is my go-to brownie recipe. Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with brownies. Like I find 10 different versions of brownies. You'll find a bunch of recipes for them. But my gluten-free brownies with cacao mm. are my favorite things in the world. Wow. So cacao is a raw form of cocoa powder and it's unprocessed and it's unrefined and it's so much better for you and has so many more antioxidants. So it's two cups of flour. I use, um, uh, let's try that again. I use gluten-free flour mm -hmm. and a lot of times I'll do like one and three quarters cup of gluten-free flour and then add in a quarter cup of like almond flour. And then it's one cup of non-dairy milk or regular milk, if that's what you're into, one cup of coconut oil, one teaspoon of baking powder, a pinch of salt, half cup of the cacao, and one cup of coconut sugar. Coconut wow. sugar is really good for you, and it's low on the glycemic scale, and it's also a natural resource. And it's good. Like it's one of those ever renewing kind of things. Wow. Wow. I'm amazed that you have that all in your head. I guess you it's have my it. favorite thing and I came up with it. So it's in my head. There's not every one of my recipes can I rattle off like that, but it's also one I make regularly for myself. And um, I do put vanilla in it sometimes. Sometimes I add chocolate chips. Sometimes I add nuts depending on my mood. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's great. I'm going to try it. So I'm also interested in your website. My son has his own coffee brand called Flight Fuel. It's very good. Oh, and you do too. Yours is called Cloudbuster Coffee Works or Foodie Fuel. So uh, it's actually just partnered with Fogbuster. Okay. okay. How did that come to be? Um, I did some work. They reached out to me and I did some work for them. Um, some influencer work and some other things. And part of that was talking further about my love of coffee and touring their plant. 
and I got my own coffee brand. It is actually my name on it. It's Bella Foodie's name. And my name of the coffee is Foodie Fuel. It's a nice dark roast. It is air roasted, which only 1% of people in the world do. You'll mm-hmm. never get that acidy taste on in your stomach. It'll never leave the ring around the cup. You'll never get that burnt taste. Every batch tastes the same. Say you buy a bag this month and you want to buy another one next month. You'll never get any difference in the roasting process. It's also burning clean when it does it. Mm-hmm. And the chaff that's left over, they give to like farms and people that have chickens and things for bedding. It's a great thing. So all around in my package is environmentally friendly. It's organic, kosher, and fair trade all too. Wow. He gets everything. <laughs> that's important. I love that. Good for you for doing that. And Thank you. In a, an environmentally conscious way. That's beautiful. So the website uh, also contains cooking classes. Her mm-hmm. Valentine, her cooking class for children for Valentine's Day is sold out. So if you're interested in these cooking classes and you need to get on it, it, are they all done? Well, I guess you do some online and some in person or? So we do do, we have gone back to mostly in person, but I do do virtual sessions because I do have people in different states and different places. So yes, we can do them online. I've gotten very good at them since the pandemic when everything was online. I got really amazing at teaching online. Yeah. And we do any event we have is usually listed. We'll put them up every month and you can find them there or you can subscribe to the newsletter and get the information before anybody else sees it. Nice, nice. And you also have recipes online, which I love. I'm going to make the red velvet chocolate chip cookies. Definitely. And um, uh, breakfast pizza, that's an interesting one. What gave you the idea for that? So I like brunch because I feel like it's a really relaxing thing to do, especially when the warm weather comes. It's a really nice thing to do like out on your deck or your porch. Um, We get so excited here in New England when there's nice weather because it's maybe 50 here today. And I'm like, I want to go outside because we never get to go outside. Right. Um, and breakfast pizza, it's like you put an egg on anything. Like they put eggs on burgers and donuts right. and <laughs> everything else. So why not something healthy? Yeah. Why not something fun? So pizza, egg, kind of just thought it was a good idea. I love it. And it is a good idea. And it looks really delicious on your website, the website, bellafoodie.net has a, a lot of great resources. Thank you about it, about for doing all of this. And um, it's a really well put together and designed website. I appreciate that. Thank you. So, and you can also follow her on Facebook, Instagram, or listen to her work on YouTube, which is great. So subscribe and you'll be the first to know about it. So one thing that I ask all of our guests is, what do you do, Ashley, to become your best version? So to become my best version, I mean, I'm always learning and always changing, but I have a planner that I set goals in every month, whether it be personal or professional, and that helps me keep on track and keep focusing back to my objectives and my goals. 
when I get up in the morning, I have tea or coffee, depending on the morning for me. And then I work out a few times a week or try to go outside in the fresh air. And I've been meditating a couple of times a week. But I have to do the guided meditations. And it seems to help me focus and feel calmer for the day and more in tune with what I need. Definitely. So uh, is meditation new for you? I've tried it before, but I haven't found ones I like till recently. My friend is a Reiki healer and she sent me one. And then there was another person that sent me um, some meditations that they've been using for like positivity and work. And it's really helped me focus. Yeah, definitely. So you mentioned also that you set goals. Is that a daily practice for you or something that you do more long term? So I, I have my long-term goals for the year, just like everyone else. I think that, um, you know, setting resolutions for the year never works. I feel like if we have goals or objectives for the year, it seems to help me focus better. And I have ones for work, I have personal goals. And each month I go through each category. And then I set the ones and try to figure out what I can do to make that happen. Some months it works, some months it doesn't, (laughs) depending on how busy I am or if something comes up, but I try to focus in on them and I refer back to it. And hopefully by the end of the month, I've made progress in some areas, if not all. Wow, that's great. Can you tell us about, um, before I let you go, maybe a goal you set, you didn't meet it initially, you went back to it and it happened for you. A goal I set, Um, and I needed to go back to it. Um, my fitness goals are always changing because of my MS, my body doesn't always cooperate. So sometimes I want something to go one way and it just doesn't because my body says otherwise, but I have been meeting my fitness goals and my step goals and things like that. And my water intake. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. Very important. I, I would like to get better at drinking more water as well. I forget. But um, it's definitely something that can benefit all of us. So I, I again, want to direct you all to BellaFoodie.net and her social media links. All of this is in the show notes. And Ashley, thank you so much for taking time to be with us today. Thank you, Maria, for having me. I really appreciate it. You're an inspiration. Join us again next week for another amazing, inspiring woman's story with tips you can use and apply to your own life. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 